Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. In for my boy, Joe Galina. He'll be back next week, sitting alongside in studio, the one and only Fantasy Taz. Jimday. The Taz hey, how you doing, Cam? <laughs> I was going to do that to you and you stole my thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I, 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 <laughs> and on Long Island, Mr. Rage himself, Georgie Kurtz. What's up, George? You know, there's a lot of greetings I would have expected for Jim Day. Uh, whatever that was, which I know what it was, the uh, the Taz, I did not see that coming. <laughs> How are you guys doing? You, you guys pumped up for football this weekend? I'm already watching some college, and uh, Maryland's a 15-point dog up on uh, Ohio State. Hopefully we get some uh, crazy stuff in the National Football League this week, fellas. Should be a great week. I mean, look, we, we got the highest over under ever on Monday night. Uh, you know, how could we ask for a better game than the Chiefs against the Rams? And I'm so glad they're not playing in Mexico. Yeah, that turf, that was, that was a dog's breakfast there. Look at that. <laughs> Hey, Georgie, what's, ha- what's happening, buddy? How's the right? You're done the refereeing for the weekend, and now we can focus on some fantasy? I was actually supposed to referee during the show, but instead I decided <laughs> easily, easily. Yeah. Uh, when Mike cut down and goes, yeah, you want to do the show? Let's say do the show or ref a couple, four or five games. Yeah. I think I'll do the show. I think I'd rather yell at people rather than get yelled at. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jim, Jim, I'll tell you one thing. Thanks for uh, breaking down all this stuff there. And I like the projections on the sheet, too. We have the averages and the over-unders. And we're going to start things off. I guess we'll go do the games in order. We'll start at the 1 o'clock with a game that I really think might have some fantasy goodness and juice. Indiana, uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee in this ball game here. Indianapolis laying 1.5, total 50.5. And, and I know the Titans got good defense, guys, but that Indianapolis offense is rolling right now. Max has been good. Luck doesn't have to throw it around 55, 60 times. He's been effective. Who are they going to go to? Doyle, Ebron, lots of questions there. And uh, Tennessee's hot. The pupil beating the master when they took down New England last week. Great game, guys. What do you think about this one? Okay, I'll jump in. I, I like. Look, this should be a good game. Tennessee's defense is playing very good uh, against quarterbacks, running backs, giving up a lot of a lot of plays to wide receivers, which is weird considering how well they're playing against quarterbacks. Uh, all of their passing touchdowns have gone to the wide receivers, which is very unusual. So usually, see some for the running backs, some for the tight ends. Not against Tennessee. Everything that they allow goes to the the wide receivers so you got to love the wide receivers this week for indianapolis ty hilton you know nice play this week uh but you know outside of that i mean uh marley mack is going to have a hard time running against this defense it should be a very interesting game and i'm really surprised at the the high implied point totals for both sides although tennessee definitely played a much better game last week the offense starting to look like it's clicking yeah, Taz, I think it has to do more with, um, you know, Indianapolis's defense because their offense right now is lighting up and uh, guys in Vegas and New Jersey are thinking, hey, we can get points in this game. What are you guys breaking down, Indianapolis? We got Marlon Mack's rushing total at 59 and a half. And you said it uh, there, Jim, it's going to be uh, very tough for him. That's a low total for a guy that can go off, though, guys. Uh, what do you think about that one there, uh, George? Well, I think Jim's right. Uh, the way to attack uh, Tennessee is on the perimeter. That's what T.Y. Hilton, they have, they have a good rush defense, a good solid defense overall, but the outside corners aren't the best. So I think that's if Indianapolis going to follow the numbers, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try and attack the outside there. If you're asking me if I'm going to take the 59.5, I'm probably going to go under there. 
as far as rushing yards total. I think uh, Max will be more valuable in the passing game. I think their their run game may be short little passes in the flat and use that as a run game there. This is an interesting game here because the stats tell you what. Andrew Luck has never lost to Tennessee, 9-0. and uh, One of those weird little stats, you don't see that in an intra-division game, 9-0 and against uh, Tennessee. I have a funny feeling, though, that gets broken tomorrow. I know, hey, George, I know that uh, Ebron ruined your Sunday when we do the show. With, uh, uh, don't start you, with me. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to start with <laughs> your rage. I'm not going to get your rage in there, there, George. But I tell you, what do you do here with Ebron? Is it going to be a Doyle week? Is it going to be an Ebron week, guys? What do you think? Because I'm looking at Jack Doyle at 44 and a half, and I'm like, come on. We can get there, fellas. We can get to 45 yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you this week. Uh, you know, last week was definitely all Ebron all the time, and even to the point where they get him a, a rushing touchdown. Uh, just the way the game flowed, obviously something they saw on tape that they thought they could uh, maneuver and manipulate they worked for them but Doyle is still the guy who's on the field much more often uh, you know usually out targets Ebron pretty much every week uh, look I absolutely expect Doyle to bounce back this week they're going to make every effort to get him involved in this game especially when you consider their you know number two number three number four wide receivers just aren't very good yeah, and Corey Davis, he's 68 and a half there, fellas. You know, Doyle, we talked about 44 and a half. I like the over there. Marlon Mack, you guys are leaning under and from the uh, running back. And what about Deion Lewis? I know one thing. Derrick Henry's in a couple of my uh, DFS lineups due to the touchdown factor. He's starting to get those carries at the goal line now and looking more like himself like he was when he was at, at Alabama. But Deion Lewis, 51 and a half. What do you guys think? Do you think he's going to be more passing out of the backfield for Mariota? But that seems like a low total too. Mack was 59 and a half and Lewis 51 and a half and Derrick Henry seems to get the touches at the goal line. He's not the every down back, fellas. Well, the one thing we do know is that, you know, while Henry has gotten four touchdowns over the last uh, three weeks, I mean, the problem is he's not getting much yardage to go with that. Yes. So he's really, I mean, he is the epitome of touchdown dependent. If he doesn't get in the goal line, you're looking at three or four points from him, and that's going to kill you when it doesn't happen. Uh, luckily, the, like I said earlier, the, the Tennessee, you know, looks like Mariota's finally healthy. Last week was the first time that it really looked like Mariota and uh, Davis were on the same page all game, making the right decisions together, and it showed in their game and how they played against a, a New England team and really shut them down the whole entire game so you know I'm, I'm looking for that to come back again this week i like these guys in this game but you know indian indianapolis is not going to roll over at home they're going to put up some points too and one for you george the quarterback numbers 235 and a half for mariota it's low but we know he could do some damage with his feet as well and luck 270.5 what do you guys uh, think about these props george i'll start with you and i gotta believe luck is going to be chucking it around the field there especially to the tight end but uh, 270 for luck a hot quarterback a team that scores over under there kurtz Oh, it's funny. I like the. Uh, I said I like the under and Mac, but I like all the uh, over, all the other overs you've mentioned. I'll take the Doyle over. I'll take the Corey Davis over, and I'll take the Luck over. Ooh, I'm not so nice. sure about the Mariota over. You said two thirty-five. Yeah. Boy, that's yeah, that- uh. That's a little rough for me because I think I think he's going to do some damage. Uh, Indianapolis doesn't have the greatest defense, and they're going to have to throw some. But I think he's throwing with 235. Unless he gets a big play or two, then things are probably going wrong for Tennessee. They're not winning the way they want to win, which is more ball control with uh, Deion Lewis. Short passes, Derrick Henry. You know, I don't want to call Henry the short yardage guy, but that's really what he is. Jim Day put it perfectly. He's touchdown deodorant. If he doesn't get a touchdown, then he smells. <laughs> He's not going to do anything for you. You need that deodorant of the touchdown to save your day here. And I've got Henry in a league or two. It's been an extremely disappointing season for him. I thought he would have a much better season taking over for DeMarco Murray. But I, I'm going to go the, the overs across the board, except for the under on Mariota and the under on Mac. So we got Doyle over 44 and a half. We got T.Y. Hilton over. We got Andrew Luck over. Mariota leaning to the under. George at 235 and a half. And keep digging under for Marlon Mack at 59 and a half. Game predictions, guys, before we move on to the next one. I like the Colts to cover the one point. I also think there could be scoring in this game. Give me Indianapolis, Tennessee. It's kind of a sandwich game. You know what they've done? They've beaten some good teams. They came back against your uh, Long Island Rages Cowboys there. They look good in that game and then beating New England could be a letdown spot give me the red hot Colts to score more than Tennessee in this game Jim who do you like in the game from a betting perspective yeah I'm with you on this one I think the Colts is right Andrew Luck is just playing great football right now uh, and he doesn't care who's on the field with him you know 
vintage Brady in, in, in that it, he doesn't have you know a lot of great pieces around him, yet he's still playing great football with what he has on the field at the time. And these tight ends are coming up big for him pretty much every week. Uh, we even saw Mo Ali Cox get in the end zone again last week. Yep. He doesn't care who's on the field. He's going to throw to whoever's open. And with that, I mean, even against this tough Tennessee defense, I'm with you. I think Indianapolis at home comes out on top. Uh, lay the point. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think it goes over. Keep climbing, George. Who do you like in this one, buddy? Well, first off, if Mo Ali Cox catches another touchdown <laughs> and Doyle doesn't snap, <laughs> yeah, you will, you will not be happy at the four o'clock yeah. show tomorrow. So I'll be, <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. Cox catches a touchdown. Doyle but gets wait, tackled did- at the one. Ebron rushes a touchdown. I mean, come <laughs> on, man, you're, you're trolling me. Anyhow, was just trolling me last week. Listen, they almost choked that game in Jacksonville last week. They fell. A, I don't want to say they fell apart in the second half. They just shut it down in the second half. And Jacksonville was actually uh, driving for at least a tying field goal before they fumbled the ball away here. I can't see Tennessee having a letdown game here. This is a divisional game. Can't see it. I, I just, uh, I'm just i going to play against the numbers here. I, I can't see Luck going 10-0. 10-0 against the Tyler Titans. I'm going to take Tennessee here. Uh, I think this, they're, they're the hottest team. I think they're the better team overall. I think they're finally hitting their stride. I do believe in the over, though, because the score that keeps going through my head is 27-24. Nice. Long Island Rage, the contrarian view there. Yeah, George, I, I know we can't talk hockey on the show, but the Blackhawks cost me a five-game uh, parlay in the National Hockey League last night, and that really could have helped to, to upgrade a Thanksgiving turkey, get a bigger bird, and Christmas presents. But that's what happens when you play parlays. Let's talk about the second game, fellas, on the board. Houston, Washington right now. Houston laying three on the road to the Skins. Skins not getting any respect, even though they're beat down on that offensive line. But, hey, what do we know about Tampa Bay, guys? These guys suck. That was a, just a red zone uh, nightmare from what happened. Two missed kicks, Fitzpatrick tripping all over his feet, the fumbles. It was just a disaster for Tampa Bay. So Houston and Washington, yeah, right now it's an interesting line, guys. Houston is laying three on the road, total 42 and a half. I don't think we have a lot of fantasy goodness in this game, or, or do we? We're going to start things off with the quarterbacks. Alex Smith, better, better reality quarterback than fantasy quarterback. His numbers are always low in the props. 230.5 passing yards, the projections, and Deshaun Watson, 259 and a half. We'll start with you. What do you think about Alex Smith, 230? Can he finally get over the number, or are we going to see a lot of rushing from the skins? No, yeah, I don't think he gets over the number. And, man, I, I just don't like the skins in this matchup. Like you said, the offensive line is just decimated at this point, uh, having a hard time. And uh, I just don't think they get away with it against Houston. Alex Smith, man, he, even in the great matchups, he's not putting up good numbers. Yet. Uh, I just don't like it. And he's very hard to trust. Like you said, he's a better NFL quarterback in this offense right now than he is a fantasy, not even really in consideration. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, I like Deshaun Watson, uh, seven touchdowns over the last two games, uh, but he's not throwing for a lot of yardage. But we've seen that with quite a few quarterbacks this year, uh, throwing the touchdowns, just not throwing a lot of yardage. But they're putting up fantasy points, and that's all that really matters for us. You know, Washington has given up 286 yards a game. but, they, you know, they get really tight inside the 20. So it's going to be an interesting game that way. But uh, I, I do like Deshaun Watson in this one. Uh, I do think they get Demarius Thomas much more involved in this game. Uh, not so much liking Lamar Miller, but how could you with the year he's having? So I, I'm there with you. I, I like Smith. I mean, I like Watson. I don't like Smith today. What do you think in there, Long Island Rage? Smith, 230 and a half. Deshaun Watson, 259 and a half passing yards. Over, under, over on both, under on both. Split them up. What do we do, George? Now, I'm with Jim here. I 100% agree with him. I mean, Alex Smith, you know, four of his last five games, he's on the 200 yards. He did have a 306-yard day against Atlanta here. But last week against the Buccaneers, they, they suck, right? Secondary is one of the worst ever. 178 yards. You know, he did complete, and he completed two-thirds of his passes. So he's not throwing the ball deep. He's still checked down Alex here. And I think the same thing's going to happen tomorrow. I think a lot of it is the offensive line. He doesn't have time to throw. J.J. Watt must be licking his lips here, thinking about what he can do. Why so, uh, yeah, yeah. merciless? Like the the, the front four, the, and that's the one thing, George. The, the front four of Houston. We know what they do. They get pressure on that line. Tampa Bay was just not good enough to expose it. But Houston should should be able to get pressure. I know Smith is pretty light on his feet, but if you have three or four monsters coming at you with the speed that that line has, that uh, that could be a nightmare. Yeah, this this is not going to be a good spot for Washington. Uh, this is what I'm, Houston's one of my favorite bets tomorrow. So I'll take the uh, I'll give the points and I'll take Houston. They're coming off a bye as well. 
They're fresh. Yep. They've been preparing for Washington. No offensive line. I don't think A.J. Peterson could do anything tomorrow. You know, so I think this, Washington's going to have all sorts of problems. They scored 16 points against Tampa. And Tampa's horrific. I don't see much changing tomorrow. Yeah, the Washington Redskins are just one of the, one of those teams there, guys. We'll plow, plow through these. Uh, the running back, Adrian Peterson, 65-and-a-half. Lamar Miller, 58-and-a-half. Uh, Taz, anything on the running backs? Uh, I'm kind of down on uh, Peterson. I don't think he can get 65 yards in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think he does either. Look, with that beat-up offensive line, he's going to have a hard time. Yeah, he says he's healthy. He's not on the injury report, so that's a, a plus. But, again, he's just, you know, if this game gets out of control, game script takes him out of the game as well. All of a sudden, we start to see more Capri bibs, uh, which isn't good. But, yeah, very having a very hard time getting into Peterson right now uh, unless they get up early and he gets to run out the clock. I just don't see it being a good game for him. This is a... Texas defense had just averaged, allowing an average of 3.5 yards a carry and 79 yards per game. Not looking good for Peterson. We've got about a minute before the break there, George. Uh, what do you think about Hopkins, 93 and a half? Demarius Thomas, Taz, they might like over. He says he's going to do pretty good at 56 and a half. Josh Doxson, uh, maybe a touchdown, but yardage 42 and a half. Harris, 46 and a half, and Reed, 46 and a half. Any over or unders from the Houston and Washington receivers that you like there, George, or dislike? You know, the Skins are supposed to have a good secondary, right? You got Josh Norman, you traded for yep. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and but you, you've been shredded since the deadline. I mean, Fitzpatrick shredded you for 400 plus yards last week, and then Matt Ryan 350 the week before here. So I'm not going to be afraid of Hopkins. I'm not. That being said, 93 is probably right on the number here. I'm still going over though. I think they're going. I think Houston's going to have their way tomorrow. Kurtz loves the Houston Texans. We're going to come back after a short break. It's weekend fantasy update with the fantasy task. Blah, 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 blah. George Kurtz and me, Tim Stewart, filling in for our friend Joe Galina, who's back next week. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll open up the phone lines as well. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You Prince, Jim's bad to the bone, Long Island Rage. Woo! You guys got fantasy questions? The boys got answers. Welcome back to Fantasy Weekend Live. I'm the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, along with Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, and George Kurtz, Long Island Rage, who will be on tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. We'll break down the second half of the National Football League games today. My boy Marenzi and Corey and the rest of the gang on in the morning should be. Hey, guys, we're close to the fantasy playoffs, too. A lot of guys grinding it out, trying to get in there. You know what? All it takes is to get in. We've done it before. We've had teams that got in the wild card game and ran all the way to championship titles. We did it one year. I remember when Nick Foles was with the Eagles and won 30 grand. That was, those were happier times there, guys. And uh, if all it takes is a chance. You get in the playoffs, anything can happen, fellas. That's it. Exactly. Look at the Giants. It's exactly how they do it. Just get in there and then do what you got to do. It's all about getting hot at the right time. Same with your fantasy teams. You know, you just got to get hot at the right time. Get into the playoffs. Anything could happen. You guys got a question for the fantasy Taz and George? Yeah, we're going to open up the phone lines. You can write an email to the station. Hopefully, we can. Uh, if you got some lineup dilemmas or anybody guys you want to target, talk about. Yep, we're open for business right now. I'm with you guys. I usually like uh, home dogs in that game. Uh, George, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to ride Houston in this game. I I think Washington this finally week they're going to be exposed. Three points doesn't seem like a lot. Houston's hot. Both teams have beat you know really when the the, the scheduled teams they have there they've gotten pummeled, but. Uh, I think we're going to take uh, Houston. Uh, what do you like, Fantasy Taz? You like the the Texans to make it a perfect three from uh, the panel today to beat Washington? I, I do. I, I 
definitely like the Texans. Look, Washington, as Corey always likes to say, is a very flaccid six and three. Um, their their defense is struggling. Their their offense is is hurting, and they're just going to have a hard time maintaining this this kind of record going forward unless they can get some of these players back and healthy. Till that happens, I just can't see them beating the big teams. And you know, they had such a struggle last week against Tampa Bay. I just don't think they hold up against Houston. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, phone lines, guys. You got questions for the experts there. It's crunch time in your fantasy leagues. The playoffs are approaching 844-843-6879. Guys, let's get to the third game on the 1 o'clock slate. We got Pittsburgh. We got Jacksonville. Lots of revenge angles in this game, too. Hey, what can we say about the Jaguars? Actually have a smart bet on them uh, under 8.5 uh, wins this year. A lot of people were very high on Jacksonville. I thought they were going to regress. We don't know what's going to happen with Blake Bortles in the future. They are getting a little bit healthier with Fournette back, but Pittsburgh has re- revenge on their mind since that playoff game. The Pittsburgh Steelers, what can you say? They're fantasy gold right now. You got Antonio Brown, Smith, schuster Connor, Big Ben on your team. You're loving life right now. The line's gone up. Pittsburgh five. I'm seeing some five and a halfs out there. Total 46 and a half in this game. Guys, we'll start with the quarterbacks. Big Ben, his uh, over-under total for passing yards, 289 and a half. And Blake Bortles, a smooth 250 and a half. Jim, what do you think about uh, the game and the quarterbacks from the fantasy over-under perspective? Well, when I look at this game, it's funny because on the season, Pittsburgh is ranked 25th in uh, points allowed. In, in And, you know, I know it's quarterback. PPR league is points I use, Scam. Uh, just so you know, I always talk PPR. Yeah. I hate standard. Um, so on the year, they're 25th against opposing quarterbacks. Over the last five weeks, they're number four. When you look at Jacksonville, they did the exact opposite on the season in number five over the last five weeks in number 25. Now, you still have the stigma with Ben that on the road, he just doesn't get the same. You know, we could see high yardage totals, but on the road, he tends to throw one touchdown uh, more often than not uh, as an average for his on the road games. But he had, you know, he's had a couple of good road games this year. Not not great, but good. Uh, This Jacksonville defense seems to be falling apart a little bit even at home you know Pittsburgh's playing such a such great football right now uh, their defense is really starting to step up I think they're going to give Jacksonville offense fits uh, I love uh, Ben this week definitely Bortles is a guy who's going to be playing catch-up but I think he's going to throw you know an interception or two along the way that's the thing about Bortles. Well, we know he's good for a pick. We know he'll screw up at eventually one point in the game, George. But 250 and a half seems like a very low total. This guy loves to chuck it around all over the place, and a lot of the time he'll go over 300 yards. The problem is, kind of like Ryan uh, Fitzmagic or lack of magic, there's usually two or three uh, interceptions tagged in there, too. What do you think about Bortles' total, 250 and a half in Big Ben, George? Yeah, the Jags made a mistake uh, not going after one of those free agent quarterbacks last year. Uh, not the sole reason they're struggling this season, but one of them. Uh, you know, Jim brought it up, too. Uh, what Jaguars defense is showing up tomorrow? I mean, these guys are fighting with each other. You see a big play against the Jaguars. All of a sudden, the safety is yelling at the corner, and the corner is looking at the safety. They're yelling at the linebackers. This is uh, you know team turmoil going on here. Uh, I think Jim put it perfectly. Ben is not quite road Ben, home Ben, where you got to avoid him on the road. He's played better on the road this year, so I'm not... I'm not afraid of him tomorrow. I think he does go over. So I'll take Ben on the over there. The problem with Bortles is he could turn into Fitzpatrick Day, where he could easily throw a 325 and three picks. Wouldn't shock me in the least. I think they will be trailing most of this game. I think they're going to try in the beginning, like a lot of teams do when they have a top running back, to control the, the time of the clock with Fournette. But once that doesn't turn into points, it doesn't turn into enough points, they'll have to unleash Bortles, whatever that means, and it's, it becomes good luck. You don't know, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. does here. So I'll go over on both. I, 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 you know what, George? I, I'll get you guys. I know we're a fantasy show, too, but I think Bortles has to go. I know when he was at UCF, there was all Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, and even when he got drafted, sure, you know, he can run the ball, whatever, but the mistakes that he makes, and Jacksonville, he looked a lot better because they had a running game last year, and now, you know, with all the turmoil and the infighting and Jalen Ramsey never shuts up calling other quarterbacks trash, and just Jacksonville's obviously regressed in that situation. Do you think it's time, guys, for, for them to draft a quarterback? you got to at least take a chance on somebody in the second or third round. Maybe not in the first, but I, I think it's time to tell Blake Bortles it's been a slice. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm pretty sure they are too. They, you know, I'm I'm almost guarantee they don't think of him as their franchise quarterback anymore. They need to find some other blood to get in there. And, you know, 
right now he's still the best option to have on that team on the roster right now. But that won't be the case starting you know, next week, week one. I definitely think we'll be looking at another quarterback for this team. Yeah, the play, I, I'm with you. I, I I think it's time for them to move on from Bortles and Tampa Bay's got some problems. We'll get to we'll get to them in a sec. Player props in this game: Antonio Brown, 84 and a half. He's been a lot better recently. I know a lot of the time the book set the number very very high for his over unders, and he hasn't been reaching it. 84 and a half seems respectable. Juju Smith Schuster over under receiving yards 75 and a half. Dante Moncrief from Jacksonville, 44 and a half. Hey, what do you guys think about the receivers? Uh, anybody that you really, really like? Anybody that you're going to fade? I'm going to fade Juju Smith. Um, I, I just, I'm not sure I trust him. They do get, uh, Jacksonville gets A.J. A. Boye back this week, and I, I think he, he'll be uh, playing on Juju a lot. And, you know, he's done well against him in the past. So uh, I'm a little not, I'm a little hesitant on Juju this week. What do you think, George? Oh, I think Jim's right. I mean, uh, Juju of late, past month or so, three, four games, he's become a big play guy. If he hits the big play, hey, pays off for you. If not, you know, you, you may not reach that total. It's a pretty high total. You can't rely on a 75-yard touchdown pass each and every week. Uh, since Antonio Brown has played better, all of a sudden Brown's getting more shares, more targets. Uh, will that be the case tomorrow? Well, maybe not. Maybe Ramsey has a game. And he's taking Brown. I don't want to say taking Brown out. No one really takes Brown out. But he slows him down. They have to throw the ball to Juju more. Or maybe they throw the ball to Connor more out of the backfield. Or if it's a Vance McDonald day. I don't like Juju either. I agree with Jim there. Uh, Antonio Brown, I'm probably going to stay away from period. I'm not going to bet on 84 and a half uh, one way or the other. Uh, Moncrief. Boy, it's hard to tell. Is it Moncrief? Is it a cold day? Is it a D.D. Westbrook day? Uh, it's hard to trust any of them. I kind of like Westbrook the best here, but 44 in a game I think they're going to have to throw. <laughs> if you if yeah. you were forcing me to pick one, if I had to pick one, it would be Moncrief. I'll take the, I'll take the low total. Moncrief's usually good, George, too, you know, for that bomb. Like, you know what I mean? He might have a couple catches, but one of them maybe 35, 40 yards, and 44 and a half, it seems kind of seems kind of low for me. Running backs, guys, Connor 81 and a half, and Leonard Fournette 67 and a half rushing yards. Connor was banged up. I'm a little bit uh, skeptical there, Fantasy Taz. I know it's against Jacksonville, whatever, 81 and a half. Eh, seems high. I, you know, Pittsburgh, they're thinking about the big picture here. They can't get James Connor hurt with the Le'Veon Bell situation, and I know people go, ah, oh, it's easy. He can get 82 yards i'm not too sure about that there taz well i i think he does look uh, jacksonville's defense has been trending down um you know but they're still quite good against the run but connor is just showing that he's pretty much you know established himself as an every week guy that you know is gonna play well every week and it doesn't matter about the matchup uh, and i don't think jacksonville we've seen too often this year good offenses just dismantle great defenses just not something we're used to seeing and it's it seems like fantasy owners are taking a while to get used to that and i just find it hard to bet against guys just because of the matchups and i'm not betting on connor connor is statistically having a better start to a season than Le'Veon bell ever did in pittsburgh and his kid is just playing lights out right now well game prediction fellas it's uh it's a lot of points now five five and a half pittsburgh revenge situation do you think they go in there and throttle them uh, i'm not making it one of my top bets of the week but i have a lean to pittsburgh to get it done i don't like going against home dogs but pittsburgh uh really really hates jacksonville for what they've done to them and they just might punch them in the face and win this game by like 14 points they've been blowing everybody out what's your take guys game predictions well, I'm, personally, I'm taking Pittsburgh in the points. I, I, I mean, and giving the points, I, I just think I'm with you. I think, you know, they they want want it more. They're playing great football right now, and Jacksonville's just not. Uh, it could be a letdown game for Pittsburgh, but I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it being a letdown game for Pittsburgh. I think there is some uh, anger here from last year. I think Jacksonville's last hurrah might have been last week. You know, like, uh, the home uh, the game against Indianapolis. Uh, almost had the big comeback, didn't get it. Now it's there. I'm not so, so sure they care anymore. That's the bottom line here. I'm not so sure they believe in each other. So uh, I'll give Pittsburgh, and I'll take the. Po- I'll, I'll give the points as well. Everybody with Pittsburgh there at game number four. Hey, what we got? Tampa Bay and the Giants, guys, right in your backyard. What a stinker! This game blows. Tampa Bay and the Giants. Wow, but hey, every game's fantasy. Every game's for betting, guys. That's the thing about the board. If it's there, we can bet on it. Giants laying minus two and a half total. Fifty-two and a half. Pretty big for uh, New York Football Giants game with Tampa Bay. Interesting stuff, guys. Looking at the quarterbacks, Eli Manning. They're feeling him this week in the books. Two hundred ninety-five point five of his passing over. 
over-under and Fitzpatrick, 287 and a half. Guys, what do we think about the Giants and the Bucks? I might be in the minority here. I think Tampa Bay actually, you know, people are going to be buying into the Giants for what they did against uh, San Francisco in that game. But, guys, they haven't been that good at home. That's the problem with these guys. What do you think? Personally, <laughs> as a Giants fan, I, I hope they lose every single game for the rest of the year. <laughs> exactly. Um, High draft picks. You got to get I, I, I hated the fact that they won that stupid, meaningless game last week against San Francisco. Just stupid. Um, I hate that fact. But the fact of the matter is, Eli has a great matchup against uh, Tampa Bay this week. But this is the thing with Eli. You don't know what Eli you get until he steps on the field and throws his first pass. I say this all the time, but it's reality. He, he, you know, one week he comes out and and he looks like the elite, you know, Super Bowl Eli that just can win everything, throws everything right on a dart, right where it needs to be. The very next week, he has no clue where he's throwing the ball. It's up above, down in the ground, off to the side. You just don't know what you get from Eli from week to week. And that's one of the most frustrating things in the world. And, you know, everybody says it, oh, but at least you got the Giants, you got two Super Bowls. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, at least if you're a fan of a bad team, you know they're going to be bad. The Giants have too much talent to be this bad, and that's they just do. frustrating. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but it I do, I do, I do think he goes over the two ninety-five this week. Uh, I think he gets over three hundred yards. Uh, you know, probably looking at two touchdowns in this one against Tampa Bay. I, they definitely have the tools to take advantage of it. What's your take there, Long Island Rage? Both pretty high totals for the quarterbacks, but I see these teams chucking it around. The weather in New York, the snow was earlier, like here. It's kind of gone now. I don't expect heavy winds or anything real crazy in that game. Both pretty close to 300, but I think both quarterbacks can go off. I see uh, them especially throwing the ball. I know Barkley, he'll get his, but I don't trust Peyton Barber. What do you think there, guys? You know, uh, I'm going to talk about Tampa Bay. Jim took care of the Giants, and I agree with them. I don't understand what Tampa Bay is doing. Uh you're playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. Uh, he had, yeah, he threw for over 400 yards last year, week, but he also thought I had the three turnovers and all in the red zone here. You're three and six. You're not going anywhere. Your season's done. All right. You know Fitzpatrick's not a franchise quarterback. You didn't make Winston the third quarterback, which means you still have hope for him. So why isn't he playing? This makes no sense to me. If you, uh, just, if you want to avoid the contract and make sure he doesn't get the injury and therefore you have to pay him next year, then you make him third string. By making him Winston- second string. Winston's gone, George. Just between me, like, first of all, the trouble you have with the guy, he's just as shitty as Fitzpatrick. Sure, like, he's a little bit more mobile. The decision-making process in the red zone, he hasn't got better since he's come from Florida State. I get it. And they're both cut from the same cloth. Once in a while, you get a fantasy big yardage, but that comes with two interceptions, three interceptions, sometimes four or more when Fitzpatrick's there. Both quarterbacks, I I think Tampa Bay needs to, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm with you. Fitzpatrick should be the backup, but... I don't, I don't see I don't see this team with Winston in the future. I don't think he brings anything to the table. I don't think they can win with Jameis Winston. I would I agree. agree. I, but then again, then why is he the second string quarterback? If he gets hurt, you got to pay. Dirk Cutter's an idiot. He's an yeah, idiot. Exactly. Dirk Cutter is right. No, no, I understand. This would be the GM. Yeah, the GM's well, first of all, the GM hires hires Cutter. Cutter, Gabe brought up a great point. Like we, the guy should be coaching in the Mountain West. The guy's a moron. Like I didn't even understand how he got the the qualifications to be like coaching an NFL football team or there with the decision making that he has. Anyway, I don't know. Like th- this whole game, it, it's a dog's breakfast right now. But I'm looking at the totals for the receivers, guys, and Humphreys is low at 42 and a half, 46 and a half for Howard, Evan 75 and a half, Beckham Jr. That's high at 98 and a half. What do you guys think there? Is there anybody that you really, really like or want to fade from the prop perspective? I think Tampa Bay's receiving numbers are too low. I'll take the over on Howard. Giants never very good on yeah. that. And Kittle, I mean, Kittle's better than Howard. Kittle just lit, uh, lit them up. I'll definitely sure take did. over. I mean, Beckham, 98, uh, you have to like. We saw Eli look for Beckham in the end zone last week. Uh, he, uh, almost like he only had eyes for, uh, for Beckham. I agree with Jim. Eli's going over 300. If Eli's going over 300, then Beckham's going over 100. Yeah, I I agree with Beckham going over as well. I I definitely think he's going to – I think he goes well over, put it that way, in this one. Uh, They're going to, you know, just keep feeding him the ball. Um, You know, Mike Evans, to me, is the interesting choice. Uh, You know, they have him over under 74 and a half. And, you know, he's been so inconsistent this season, no matter who's that quarterback. But I have to like him in this game. Uh, I just think he's going to be able to shred that giant secondary. Uh, Losing Eli Apple was a bigger – you know, lost than people think because Webb is definitely not a starting NFL quarterback. 
Yeah, I'm with you guys. And for game predictions here, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm taking Tampa Bay at plus two and a half. Maybe Taz that they'll listen to you and like tank this game there. I, I, that's the thing. I, I actually like Tampa Bay to we beat the Giants outright there. The total, I don't know what I'm going to do with that game, but I'm just going to take Tampa Bay. Maybe I'm a stooge, but I've liked it all week. I just think the Giants come home and uh, disappoint the fans, guys. Uh, so hey, anyway, there we go. We'll get one, to some well, other one, games. One, yep. one last point. Can I make one yep. last point? The sure funny thing about this line is the line started out at, at minus one for the Giants, and now it's minus two. Two and a half. So all the money seems to be flowing to the Giants line, and ah, man, that scares the heck out of me when they do that. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, but no, I, I, to me, I like the over better as a bet. I would take. I, I don't bet on Giant games just because I can't. It's so hard to break it down for myself. But if I took a bet here, it would be the over because I think these two offenses are are just going to be throwing it all game. Well, boys, we got a lot more games to break down. The, some more one o'clock games. Long Island Rages Cowboys versus the Falcons. We got a weird one with Baltimore, Cincinnati. Who's quarterbacking? Who knows? This is Fantasy Football Weekend. I'm Cam Stewart with the Fantasy Taz and George Kurtz. Your questions and more breakdowns after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Wow, the Prince getting us in the mood for love. It's Weekend Fantasy Update. Well, maybe if we win some money, they'll be more loving. Yes. (laughs) You want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? There's a lot of sharp guys in the network. You got to try DailyRoto.com for free this Thanksgiving. That's right. Free advice from Fantasy Millionaires. Free Daily Fantasy Projections. And free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving. Don't be a turkey. Head over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG18 to access your free five-day trial. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code TG18. Good work there, Prince. You really uh, we got a classic rock revival here. <laughs> Taz loves the classic rock, and we love picks, and we love fantasy, guys. I got a question, too, on one of my Twitters from an old uh, viewer, Fred. I can ask you guys, hey, Cam, how's life? Uh, he moved to Seattle from Canada. He goes, love the fantasy sports peg, uh, pick segments. Who should I start, fellas? Tyrell Williams or John Brown? Who I got uh, got a good uh, matchup. Uh, Williams against Denver. John Brown against Cincinnati. We don't know who's quarterbacking Baltimore. Probably Lamar Jackson. Taz, I'll start with you. Man, you got to love John Brown's matchup. But, again, we, like you just mentioned, we don't know who's that quarterback. A lot of people are expecting Lamar Jackson to be the guy behind center. I've been saying it all week. Don't be surprised if it's Robert Griffin. I just think he's more ready at this point than Jackson is. But we'll see what they come out with. They're still in the playoff hunt. And, you know, I think you got to put out the guy that gives you the better chance. To me, that seems like Jackson. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's going to be uh, Robert Griffin. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Because of that, I'm not sure I could trust John Brown. I, I think I'd have to stay away from John Brown in this one. I, I just, man, I, I love the matchup. Yeah, I love the matchup. I, I just, the change at quarterback scares me. He's a big play guy, and you need to have that timing down with that quarterback to be able to make those big plays. What do you think there, Long Island Rage? Uh, you're hitting them like your Islanders are. Lots of overs, lots of overs, baby. Who do we like in this one? Tough matchup between Williams and Brown. Where do we lead? It wasn't that good, Prince. It was, it was pretty bad, actually. But anyway, continue there, Long Island Rage. <laughs> I got like the can laughter. Nothing like a little can I love, laughter. I love, can, I love canned laughter. It's great. Can we call it, can we call it canned laughter? Yeah, can, canned laughter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, I'll be here guys, all week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. The problem with Tyrell Williams is that he's not being targeted all that much. Yeah. You know, so I don't, and it's a tough matchup tomorrow against Denver. I mean, you can't trust John Brown either. This is almost like a coin flip. Uh, I mean, my, the smart ass me want to say, look at your waiver wire. 
Is there anybody else out there? Is Josh Reynolds happen to be out there? I might give him a shot. Oh, Good it is. Right. Maybe a Trey Quan Smith. There's somebody with, with some upside here because neither one of these guys really has upside. Terrell Williams is valuable. When Rivers throws up the, uh, I don't want to say the, uh, the, the hope deep ball, but it's like he just throws up, hey, maybe Terrell Williams can go up and out jump two defenders for it because that's what's been happening of late. But he's if doing he catches it. it. Right. If he catches it, it's great. If he doesn't catch it, not so much. I probably right now, if you force me, I'm going John Brown. I'm just going to pray that it is RG3 and he catches one deep ball here. But really, this is one where you want to check out your waiver wire. See if you can find somebody else out there that's more valuable. Because I don't like either one. Both are wide receiver fours for me this week. I like George, that Reynolds so the one, pick. The one thing I do want to say, though, is, and yeah, of course, you got to try to get any piece you can of that Monday night game. Anywhere you can, you got to take the chance at, at these guys. Uh, that's what I've been telling people all week. Whoever you got that's in that game, put them in and, and pray. This is going to be a big game. Uh, lots of points on the board. We may even see a 100-point game coming out of this. But uh, you, you mentioned that you know, you're worried about Williams because he doesn't get targeted enough, but John Brown doesn't get targeted that much either. I mean, he's another big play guy. They're both big play guys. and Terrell Williams has been much more consistent now, lately, than John Brown has. John Brown was early in the season, but you know, once Flacco got over that initial, you know, I got to play as best I can to keep Lamar Jackson off the field after those first three, four games. His, his play has gone downhill anyway, and so is John Brown with it. So, you know, for me, it, in this case, bad matchup, better quarterback, I'm going to take the better quarterback. And I got to ask you guys selfishly from my league, what would you do? Uh, Who would you Who would you pick, Mixon or Collins uh, in that game? Both the guy, but you got you got Ravens and Bengals in that game. With there's a lot of question marks everywhere. We don't know what the hell's going on. Cincinnati's defense has been deplorable. They got rid of their coordinator. It's been one of the worst. Uh, then again, it's, it was against the Saints, but Atlanta beat them down. Every team did. Uh, what do you guys think about that one? Mixon was a little bit banged up, but he's playing. Or Collins? Who would you go with there, uh, Kurtz? I'm going Mixon. I'm going the better running back here. Uh, same theory here. If Lamar Jackson is the starter tomorrow, and I don't know if he is, it's just a guess, but you got to figure defense is going to stack the lines and see if he can beat him with the pass. They know that he can beat him with his legs, so they'll put an extra defender there, which will slow down Collins as well. If it's RG3, maybe they play it a little bit more even, but I'm not even sure they will then. But I'll, I'll take Mixon here over Collins. What do you think, Taz? Man, I don't like Mixon this week. Uh, I mean, like you said, banged up this past week. And, you know, they just came off the injury report finally so that you know that's a good sign absolutely but you know in Baltimore going against this Baltimore team they just have too many games where they, these are such low scoring games so hard to trust uh, look the, even the over under 39 and a half they're they're not thinking these guys are going to score a lot of points you got an implied point total for the entire Cincinnati team of 18 I, I just man as much as I prefer mixing over Collins as a running back and the touches he's getting I think I have to go with Collins in this matchup at home uh, as a better choice over Mixon. Yeah, it's a low total, guys, but I'll tell you one thing. When you get the backups there and Andy Dalton, for all the things he does, he can you know throw a pick six or make a bad play. That's a low total because if, even if you have Lamar Jackson or RG3 in there, they're capable of a bad fumble, a pick six, a lot of those things. 39 and a half. I know Baltimore's defense is better, but they've been shredded lately, and Cincinnati's has been bad. So I think it's really dangerous taking an under when you get the, the backups in the game. But let's move on to another game, George. We got uh, your Dallas Cowboys taking on Atlanta. What a game. This is going to be a great, uh, hopefully a great fantasy game, great great reality game right now, Atlanta. This line has been steady all week. Usually we see the three and a half or down to two and a half. It's been minus three with a little bit of juice, 15, 20 cents to the Falcons. Total in the game, 49 and a half. Should be a great one in Atlanta. Dallas, hey, great job, George. I told you, hey, George, I told you they were going to cover against the Eagles, buddy. You got you to have faith in your team, friend. You know, they were due. But this is a tough game this week. Let's take a look at the quarterback total. Ooh, uh, you know, George, George is a, he's a fair fan. He's a fair, fair <laughs> fan. He doesn't pump the Dallas Cowboys tires. He's real. We got Matt Ryan, 292 and a half passing yards. Dak Prescott, it's low at 235 and a half. What do you think there, George? I'll start with you and your Cowboys quarterback props from Dallas, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's been a house of horrors for Dallas. This was the, uh, the place last season where D- Dak got sacked nine times. Chaz Green filling in with Tyron Smith and left tackle. Didn't really work out so well, and Jason Garrett was the only person in the building who didn't seem to know that, hey, they're sacking Dak a lot from the same spot over and over again. <laughs> so uh, failure of adjustments there, to say the least. Uh 
at 235, if Dak doesn't get over 235, Dallas won't have a chance in this game because they're going to have to score points here. Uh, once again, like Jacksonville with Fournette, Dallas will try and keep Atlanta off the field with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it, and it could work you know, because Lord knows that Atlanta doesn't have the greatest defense either, but they're going to need to hit their shots too. And one thing, although Dak has played better of late, you know, NBC showed this pretty much last week in the Sunday night game. He doesn't see the deep pass really at all or doesn't look for it because there are guys open or getting open. He doesn't anticipate well that these guys are going to come open and he dumps it off over and over again. Or he misses guys that are wide open. Missed Beasley for a wide open touchdown. Missed Cooper for a wide open. And by wide, I mean this would have been a long touchdown, 60, 70 yards, both plays. So it seems to be something he's not very good at. And it's be a, a big question for this was Creed. Does he get better at it? Is it just a one-time thing? Strange with Dak here. But I think he has to go over here for Dallas to have a chance here. And I think he does. Atlanta's uh, defense is that bad. I think both quarterbacks go over. And, and then, George, before we get to Taz, Zeke Elliott, 95 and a half. I got to believe for them to be successful, he should be able to get 100 yards. The guy's an absolute beast. You saw those runs against Philadelphia, just, you know, breaking tackles, hurdling guys. Uh, he's a freak. Like, he's just one of the best in the business. And 95 and a half seems attainable against that Atlanta D. Agreed. Once again, this, is a, this should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Dallas has a decent defense, but Atlanta's going to be able to move the ball on them, especially in Atlanta. And Atlanta's defense is so bad, so will Dallas. You know, this game has the makings of a 31-27 final score somewhere around there. I think Zeke does eat tomorrow. What's your take, now, there, you, you, you like Zeke, the quarterback? So what do you like about uh, the fantasy goodness from Dallas-Atlanta? Interesting game. Well, it is an interesting game, but there was a lot of talk this week that Atlanta was finally going to get Deion Jones, their middle linebacker, back, and now it doesn't seem like that's going to come to fruition. So he's probably out again another week, maybe he back next week is what they're – he is officially yeah. out. Yeah, okay, he's I out. haven't seen yep. that yet. Okay, good. Um, well, that, that, that there you go. That Again, their defense has been, you know, bad all season long uh, across the board against all positions. So uh, – Bottom five, pretty much every category. I like Dak in this week uh, to go over that number in the prop bet because, I mean, he's been over that number in the last three games. Um, you know, and, and I like the fact that he's getting touchdowns on the ground. You, you love to see that from a quarterback. It gives you a nice ground uh, that you can work off of, a nice floor that just gives him that little added uh, value each and every week. And again, Ryan, I mean, Dallas defense has been playing good over the last five weeks in number three against wi opposing wide receivers uh, and doing well. They've only given up six passing touchdowns in nine games. Doing well, but Atlanta's just got too many weapons. Uh, I think they're you know going to find them. I think Ridley has a good chance chance to score in this game as they're really you know trying to take Julio out of the game uh, and even have to cover Sanu, who I think is another decent play in Df DFS this week. Um, so, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good fantasy value here. I think there's going to be a lot of players that really stick out and have good games. Uh, so I like this game. I do like the over 50. Uh, I'm pretty sure both teams are going to have a hard time stopping the other offense. Yeah, the, total, uh, the totals are pretty low for Atlanta receivers, too. We'll go over the wide receiver props here. We got Mohamed Sanu, the pride of Rutgers, 42 and a half. Calvin Ridley, as Taz mentioned, 52 and a half. Uh, what else we got there? Yeah, we got Julio Jones, guys, a buck, three and a half, 103 and a half yards. They like him this week. Austin, uh, Mr. Hooper, uh, 43 and a half. And from Dallas, Cole Beasley, 40.5. Michael Gallup, 37 and a half. And Amari Cooper, 64 and a half. Out of the receivers there, Georgia. Anybody that catches your eye, who's fade material? Who do you like to bet on? Uh, I love Hooper. Dallas does not cover tight ends well at all. I'll yeah. take the over. I think it was 44 and a half. You said there. I'll definitely take Hooper. There. Yeah, 43, 43 and a half. That's even better. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that pretty easily. I mean, really pretty easily there that I think he gets that. I think I don't know why that uh, such a low total. Hooper's a tight end one in redraft leagues as well. He is playing that well. I think Ryan will find him almost whenever he wants here. I think Atlanta's going to score 30 plus points, and I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. So I think this is all going to be about the pass. I think Ryan's going to have a decent day, assuming they can keep him on his feet, and Dallas doesn't get to him over and over again. Uh, so, I mean, 103 for Julio, that's a lot. And, uh, you know, Byron Jones has played well this season. He's probably a little overrated as a top-five cornerback by the numbers. I don't think he's quite that good, but he's played uh, decent this season. I'm not touching Julio Jones. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing about Julio Jones and Antonio Brown, guys. It's one of those things that they put out the numbers, and a lot of it's reputation. Like, uh, yeah, sure, like, 
Jones can get there, but I'm just looking at these guys are always, always high, and so far this season, a lot of the time, people who actually faded them and took the under there, Taz, have done well, because you look at other guys, like 47, 52, like 103, I get it, you're the number one guy, but sometimes game doesn't go to that script, and uh, you're screwed when you're sitting there in the fourth quarter, four catches for 37 yards, you're going, oh my God, and I find that uh, Julio Jones, despite being an amazing receiver, one of the best in the business, his numbers are inflated by the books. And, and always, and you're dead on with that one. And, you know, look, we know he, he's a receiver who can go off for 140 in any given week. We know that. He does it too often to, to you know, diminish what he does. But this is a good secondary. They are going to really, you know, try to limit them. And, you know, it it's not like they've given up a, a lot to wide receivers over the, the, over the season. Um, you know, they're, they're holding – receivers to the second fewest receptions on the year and just an average across all receivers of 144 yards a game so it's going to be hard for Jones to get there this week I think game predictions well I'll tell you guys I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta minus three in this game Uh, Dallas has been playing a lot better I think the Falcons at home are a totally different team. They should be able to get it done. Stopping Zeke is going to be a real problem, though. Uh, I'm getting scared. This number hasn't moved all week. It's just not a game that you load up on, but I have a lean to Atlanta at minus three. And I don't know, Taz, I, I, that total at 49.5. Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott and George knows they tend to milk the clock. Tick, 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 hand it off. Tick, 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 tick. A little dish off. Uh, small pass to Beasley. Like These guys don't score very, very fast. They want long, methodical, old-school uh, drives there. George, what do you think about uh, the side and total Cowboys-Falcons? I think this was what I would call a home game. If it was in Dallas, I'd I'd, I'd go for Dallas. It's in Atlanta. I think Atlanta pulls it out. Uh, I keep 31-27, so I think the, uh, the three and a half is right, so I have Atlanta by four here, and I think it's going over. I think you're absolutely correct, Cam. Dallas wants eight-minute drives. You know, eight, nine-minute drives. Eat that clock, score a touchdown. The problem is I think they'll get their six, seven-minute drives and get a field goal because they won't be able to uh, connect on the, uh, certain passes here. So I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to give the points, and I'm going over. Yeah, we're, uh, we're there. Man, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to disagree with you both, but I agree. I mean, Atlanta at home is definitely much better. Ryan is much better at home. He loves playing on his home field. And, you know, even against a tough secondary, we could we continue to see better offenses beating better defenses. And I'm going to go with that. I think Atlanta wins this game, covers the three and a half, but I do think it goes over the 50. Well, guys, we're almost done with the 1 o'clock slate. We're still going to break down Carolina and Detroit. That should be a good game. The afternoon games are pretty good, too. I did a DraftKings lineup with some contrarian Arizona Cardinals in my lineup. Uh, actually, like Josh Rosen, a quarterback in a, in a couple DFS lineups. We'll talk to George and Fantasy Taz about that. We got Denver and the Chargers. Also, oh, man, I can't wait for the night slate, guys. After Then it gets real. Philadelphia, New Orleans. Minnesota, Chicago, and KC Rams. We're going to talk about that game for a long time in the second and third hour of the show with so much fantasy goodness. George was talking about Reynolds, so many other guys. Hey, Gurley, he's automatic every single week. Goff, hey, and an interesting spread too. Kansas City not getting a lot of respect in this game at plus three and a half, but the over-under total, man, it's like it's like a Big 12 game. So, hey, we're going to see points, 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 and more points. If you guys like scoring... Big numbers on the scoreboards. Fantasy Glory, you got to tune in to the Rams and Chiefs game. It's going to be epic. This is Fantasy Weekend Live. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. DFS players, underdogs, favorites, spreads. We got it all here on the show. Stay tuned. We're going to break down the rest of the NFL card, and maybe George will give us a hockey DFS player, too. Stay tuned, everybody.